tune in. Boom, we're live. Hello again, lads. What do we say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we said we wouldn't do a proper intro because we've pre-recorded one we've just implemented there into the audio, but you know me, guys, I just can't resist it. Can't I've resist. Got the gift of the gab. And we've got real audio today through trouble and strife. We're getting, well, yeah, we're getting more professional each week. You would have seen me apology on the last video. Didn't look that professional. Um, well, it was copyright image, but we've now got two mics working. Took the fucking piss. You won't believe how hard it is to get two USB microphones simultaneously into a laptop. We've had to download different software to just get these two mics working. So then the PC, well, PC, who says that now? PC, the laptop recognises. Windows 10's a bitch. Yeah, so the laptop recognises that two mics are plugged in. You can't do it, like, simultaneously just from the off without downloading software. I'm sure Steve Jobs didn't have this fucking problem, let me tell you. Well, we're about to, we're literally just watching, rest in peace, Jobsy, we're literally just watching uh, United Burnley, just walking out the tunnel now, uh, today, Chris, Chris Woods looks focused, Woodsy does look on point, and Pope, he's got a penalty save under his belt, but mm -hmm. today we're, um, we're actually going to record two today, but the one we're recording now, we're going to have a little, little chat about Liverpool Wolves, obviously playing tomorrow, the Reds march on again after another impressive win against Man United. Um, but we have got a, a topic today. What we're actually going to do with it being January, transfer window open, coming to an end in it in what? A week? Just yeah, over a yeah. week's time. A week or so, yeah. so we're going to be reviewing um, 10 transfers in, in Premier League history, the top 10 in terms of um, each club what they've spent and who they've spent on. So, go on. Yeah, sorry. It's each club's record signing, and instead of doing all 20, boring the arse off you, we've just picked a select 10. But um, we also couldn't do all 20 in a sense because this window hasn't finished yet, has it? And we're going off last year's yeah, yeah, January, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've done our best, but there's some good ones, some interesting ones, and we're going to rank them from worst to best, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got any comments, you know, put them put them in in the um, comment section. <laughs> um, Send us a letter at PO box, yeah. <laughs> box, yeah. Um, as ever, Instagram page and all the rest of it will be in the description, and we'll timestamp it as well. So Liverpool Wolves, yeah. Prediction for tomorrow. Well, obviously, I think we're going to win. There's no reason to suggest otherwise. But I do think Wolves will be out for revenge after the Anfield game, which was just over a month ago. Hmm. Under a month ago, I can't remember, but... They, they felt as if they got robbed, didn't they? But technically, Lallana's goal, uh, Mane's goal from Lallana's assist off the shoulder, was a legitimate goal, and their goals chalked off to the letter of the law with VAR. That's a whole different can of worms, isn't it? No, I agree. I think both... Both decisions were technically right, like like it all over. Yeah. I know there's been that big debate as, as well around the offside rule and whether, you know, it this daylight or whatever. But offside's offside, and until he changed the rule, it was it was right. And you know, we we've been penalised. I mean, look at the United game on Sunday; absolutely battered them. And the one Alden goal that was chalked off was a fantastic goal. The Firmino goal that was chalked off was a fantastic goal. And 
I don't even think that was a foul on the guy. Yeah. Wayne Aldens was offside. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. The way he opened up his body. And the ref called that. It wasn't really down to VAR, was but it? Van Dijk on the guy is a foul. It's like, what is, with the exception of goalkeepers, you, you can't foul them. Like, what, why are they exempt from normal in-play rules? Still a player, isn't he? I don't understand why a, a foul on the goalkeeper is always deemed as more severe. And if that's a foul on the Gea, you, the game's been in disarray in terms of contact for about 10 plus years, but it's getting ridiculous now. I know you've said, haven't you, you'd get rid of VAR in one of the previous episodes. Yeah. I, I do understand your points. I would get rid of it if VAR was to remain like this. But the only thing I'm holding on to is, and it was before my time, like, when when you pa- back passed it to a goalie and he picked it up, there must have been some teething <coughs> issues with that. When the offside rule originally came in, it must have been some teething issues with that. There still is, yeah. I just think... VAR can only get better, surely, from here, because the people aren't who make the decisions aren't this stupid to just, well, you'd hope not, to just bury their head in the sand and not reform some of the rules that VAR has highlighted. They're just erroneous. I just think the clear and obvious one is for the refs to just go over and look at the screen, but that's the refs just showing the height of shit shithousery well, by I, refusing to go over. I thought that they, they couldn't do it. And then it was only recently when Michael Oliver had to go over. I think in, he's probably the best ref as well, to be honest. Yeah, he had to go over in an FA Cup game, Derby and Palace, and all the headlines were Michael Oliver, the first referee in British football, yeah. to do a VAR check at the sideline. I just thought he couldn't do it in the league. Yeah, yeah. That that's how un- unknown it was to me because I I was like, so they played six months of domestic football and not one ref has gone over yet it's when not, they do it all the time in the Champions League and they were doing it in the World Cup they just not they done it in the, that guy done it in the World Club Cup final didn't he for us ah yeah that um, referee he, he just stopped the game and went over didn't he and you know got got the call right if you if you want to say that but you know he did he did make that decision I think um Wolves, Wolves is away, isn't it? Just watching the game, Ian and Fred just dragged the shot. Fred was on fire against us, by the way. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He had a good game. Liverpool, but Um, that was a pathetic. Yeah, it's Wolves. Is it Wolves away or Wolves are home? Wolves away. That on paper now, that's got to be in one of the toughest fixtures of the season, hasn't it? For anybody, they've got a monopoly over uh, Man City. They keep beating them, don't they, all the time? Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably um, our second most difficult fixture after City away. What about United away, though? For some reason, there. Eh? I meant remaining. Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought you just meant overall. No, no. What would you say is our toughest fixture overall? Where we just don't seem to get that result? Well, it's been United away, hasn't it, specifically, but... It's not so much they've been under the, the um, we've been under the cosh against them at Old Trafford. We just haven't got our rhythm at Old Trafford for mm. whatever reason that is. Yeah. Doesn't half frustrate me when we play there as well. I'd love to go there and just do them like we we do them at Anfield. It must be the same for them um, when they were on the up. You know, just oh, can you be asked going to Anfield? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you know Liverpool are going to try the best, and especially when we had like. The Gerard Julio side and the Rafa Benitez side, they must have just been like, fuck's sake. Because Neville said a few times, hasn't he, at the time, he thought with Rafa and Julio's sides, 
But I think he, he said in particular, Rafa with the Mascarano, Gerard, Alonso, Carragher, Torres team. Yeah. He said we were like one or two players off being real, real contenders. Because we had good squad players then. Like you forget like Yossi Benayoun and like Fabio Aurelio and that. It's like like players with proper quality that barely played. Yeah. Benayoun's little jinx and his low centre of gravity yeah. in, in the spaces, or the half spaces. Little jinxy Benayoun. Yeah. Um, proper wizard on the board. <laughs> and off its wizard sleeve, more like. Yeah. But um, you forget he's played for Arsenal and Chelsea as well. But I think to predictions then, I'd say tight, tight 2 1 tomorrow, Liverpool. Yeah, you'd fancy Wolves to score at Molyneux. The crowd's always be It's actually it? pronounced Molyneux. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know that for next time. But yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, we got the McGregor one spot on, didn't we? Well, you did. Lad, we're a team. Yeah. I said second round, no further than the second. You day. said McGregor loses in the fifth. And you... <laughs> <laughs> and you went to... You think it'll be reminiscent to Aldo, but not as quick. And I said, you're talking like within 60 seconds then. And we were like, old. Yeah. And, and you actually did put 200 quid on it. You went out there and you put your money where <laughs> your mouth is. I actually didn't. One of the lads who listened to the podcast said, um, did you put five English pounds on it then? Because that's what I said I'd stake. But <laughs> I forgot all about it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, you live and learn, don't you? I mean, tr- true Geordie's come out. And he's called us out. No, he hasn't. But he, he's come out and... You bastard, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, basically, like, done a done a recap video saying he won a few bob on it, like, which was nice. But did he call it, like, Trigger Dreads did? I don't think he did, True Jordy. He's up McGregor's arse, him. He, no, he turned on him, though, didn't he? For smacking the arse, fella. Yeah, well, not just that, for everything else. But I think what yeah. people... People talk, we're going off on one ear as we, as we tend to do, but, but we're, people... We're a couple of lads. We're a couple of right sorts. But people go on about um, Anthony Joshua being a bit of a bitch. Like, there'll be fans out there on the couch and they're like, what? Joshua's not a bitch. But um, basically what we mean by that is, he's like just the golden boy, isn't he? He's like Eddie Hearn's little, little lapdog and people talk, talk about like, he doesn't take this fight, doesn't take that fight. But my point is, what he's did for boxing on a heavyweight level has catapulted the sport to a different level. Yeah. And Conor McGregor's done that in MMA. Yeah, 100%. Like, So like him all over, what the pair of them have done is make the sport mainstream to the everyman. And that's where people get frustrated, to like you're a casual fan. Da, 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 da. Well, we're all casual fans, aren't we? At the end of the day. Well, if anyone was a serious MMA fan, we'd be big fans of Bellator and Bama and Cage Warriors. <laughs> but no one's asked about them. Shout out to Paddy the Baddy. It's just UFC, isn't it? I wonder if he'd come on the show. No, you're right. Like... UFC is just a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Remember that time you said you reckon you'd do him in? <laughs> I did. I and did then, that. And then about six months later, you went, actually, I was watching him, and I think he could have me. This is Steve, by the way, who's done, like, one Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class and has had two fights in his whole life. He's gone shy, boys. Lads, it was, um, I've done about four or five classes, and I thought, I just, it wasn't so much he had outskilling. I just thought I could just overpower Well, if you sat on him now, you'd probably win. I'm 220 at the minute, but let's be Five, right. two years. 220. <laughs> Looks like Danny DeVito's penguin. <laughs> nah, I'm carrying it well, aren't I? 
<laughs> yeah, he's all right. You should have seen him fucking rock climbing the other day. Shout out to Awesome Walls. We, uh, we've got a 12-month challenge as a, as a group of friends to do a different challenge each each month, something new. So this month we did Awesome Walls. to step out the door. <laughs> I'm agoraphobic. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this month was Awesome Walls. Fucking hell. Seeing a 220 Danny DeVito climbing that wall and the fear in his eyes when he was coming down. He's exaggerating. Fucking priceless. Danny DeVito, by the way. Priceless. He's got DeVito's hairline, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably his nose and all. You've got his cock. Probably. Uh, I, won't, I won't argue with that one. Um. Yeah, so we have, we have gone off on a tangent here, but... Yeah, so we've gone right off on the tangent. We need to get back on track. Yeah, so I think we'll beat Wolves. Yeah, I think we'll beat Wolves 2-1, we'll say. Um, so we'll get into the, the, the transfers then with the with the deadline. Some are more obscure than others. I mean, this is something that we agreed on ourselves just before we went online. So we're going to start from the worst, in our opinion, and work our way up to the best. So we'll go through who the player is, the club is, what they signed them for, and just generally what we think. Yeah. So... Do you want to go first and then we'll jump in? Yeah, to reiterate, it's a selection of 10 clubs in the league, their most expensive transfer. So we haven't done, no offence, we've not done Huddersfield, we've not done Watford, but we've done like Leicester. Have we done West Ham? No. Well, we haven't done West Ham. But it's it's also what, there's somewhere it's like, oh, that's just, he was just a shocking signing. But there's somewhere you think, well, actually, he might not have been that expensive, but his value to that club and what he's achieved in whatever amount of time it is might be, you know, quite good. So we're going to look at it and we'll be starting at number 10. And uh, you, you've you got who that is, haven't you? All right, yeah. So number 10. <clears throat> like, obviously, this guy could be like the 18th worst signing of the most expensive for each club. But mm. we put him in at 10 just because it's the shite and... We are triggered and we are a bit bitter towards Everton, so we couldn't not leave this guy out for being absolutely dog shit. Shite, yeah. And I don't don't give me all this. He tries out, but Kenk Tossen, he's just gone out on loan to Palace, hasn't he? He got a brace on his debut. One was ruled out, but yeah. Yeah, but it's not a brace. Twenty-seven. <laughs> you're right, yeah. Twenty-seven million though in twenty eighteen. He was a Sam Allardyce signing, and you know he's he's one of these players that's. Being bought in big money in January, I think he scored about four goals for Everton. Uh, he just looks like such a Sam Allardyce player. He's totally immobile. What was he like at Turkey then? In, in they called him the they called him um, the Turkish Kevin Davis. <laughs> Sam's always scouting uh, the other nationality of Kevin Davis. Yeah, he's gonna sign a uh, Akocha. And his next club, and it still says he's only 36 on his passport as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, out on loan now at Palace. Probably is very much more a Crystal Palace player than an Everton player. But, yeah. I, I don't even know what a Crystal Palace player is. I think Pr Cr Crystal Crowless. Crystal Palace tend to go for those robust uh, physical strikers, don't they, you know? Uh, just, just, just uh, we'll sign someone and then just give it to Zaha. Yeah, that's the game plan, that's the game plan until Zaha leaves and yeah. goes to Tottenham or whoever he's going to. Ooh, Man United nearly in. Um, so yeah, that's Tosin. I mean, we haven't we haven't got much to say about him. He hasn't been at the club very long. It was more like um, they signed him just to give, just to back Allardyce for the sake of it. It was like, oh no, Sam, you're not into him. Here's money for Walcott and Tosson. He was, he's been shit, by the way. Well, yeah, Walcott's equally shite. But it was like, 
they sort of had to prove to Allardyce that you're not into them. So mm. it was like, can we just we just have to give this lad some money? Would you give this uh, give Sam some money now to prove that he isn't just to help us survive relegation? But he done his job, didn't he? Allardyce, he kept them up. Yeah, at the time, and Tosin barely played. But okay. no, you're right. Everton went on to better things, as we all know, with Marco Silva. Yeah. Really good stuff with, with Marco. Uh, so we'll move on past Tosin. Uh, he was number 10. So uh, number nine, if me maths is correct. Santiago Munez. <laughs> I was going to say Santiago Munez. <laughs> what an absolute player. Uh, I, I still haven't seen goal three. Is that when he, he goes to Mexico? That's the World Cup, isn't it? With Mexico, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, sound. So he actually looks quite similar. Um, is Milgal Almeron. 21 million quid signed for Newcastle uh, last season and there's definitely a player there isn't there yeah yeah well it, when it showed this highlight reel on Sky Sports News like what he was doing or, um, who was he at Washington or someone like I don't even know where they got some him from team in the MLS but oh was he from the MLS yeah 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 you can't really well you don't know what he's going to be like do you no he's coming from they say it's a Mickey Mouse league but Players like Gerard and Lampard have said it's a lot harder than you'd think to play in it. It's 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 way more advanced for the days of the New York Cosmos and you had like Pele and George Best and all yeah. that. Beckenbauer, but apparently what takes it out of them in the MLS is the travel. Yeah, Gerard game, was saying that, weren't he? An away game can be like five hours on the plane and stuff like that, but... Yeah, so I'd only seen him at the MLS and highlights and he looked really good there, but... He just seems the exact same player as he was there but for Newcastle. Doesn't get many goals and assists, although he has just scored a couple of times recently. But They're his first couple of goals as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He's left-footed. He's got bags of pace and he's very direct. Um, It was a Benitez signing as well. Yeah, I think they've looked at him and Joe Linton as a good foil for each other. And it definitely... They're hard to play against. You see it in games. They always... Like, Steve Bruce deserves a lot of credit, in my opinion. He's got are they in the they're in the top ten, aren't they? Newcastle just outside of it, maybe. Yeah. And you know, he hasn't really spent much money. He he's been written off before he kicked the ball. I think they've done it right, but I think he's that Almiron's definitely a player. You can see he's got it in him. He just needs to convert that the chances and the runs and the efforts he puts in into a couple of goals. If he could get ten goals in all comps, yeah. you'd have him in that side, wouldn't you, all day of the week. Like them numbers there, you say he'd be a snip at twenty one mil. Yeah, that's what that's what he was obviously. And it's not a lot of money in today's market. It's less Go than it's, it's less than Shank Toss anyway. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, he's number nine. We've move on to number eight. Yeah, number eight. We've gone for Chelsea, and um, we it's Christian Pulisic. There's a bit of a grey area with him though because they signed him in January and he didn't play for them until after the summer. But technically, the deal was done in January. 58 mil. Was it 2019? 2019. Yeah, 58 mil. So, a lot of money, but not for someone like Chelsea. And you sign an attacking player of that calibre nowadays, it's it's the going rate, isn't it? But he started off slowly, didn't he? He was under the cosh of it because they were like, they've signed him. They've let Hazard go and he's supposed to be the direct replacement, sort of. But yeah. then at the time, Mason Mount was... On fire. Bagging the goals. I thought Pulisic had a good game against us in the Super Cup. I was just going to, I was going to comment on that. I re, I, when I was watching him, I, I didn't think we would, we could handle him. It was yeah. obviously the start of the season. 
and differently from last season we were playing that we had high defensive line weren't we yeah, yeah. and he was just he was just running riots over the back well if you time your run right it's so easy to exploit isn't it if you've got pace yeah you know a high line we're lucky our two, well the, the whole back five really including yeah. the keeper but the centre backs are lightning fast yeah. aren't he the pair of them but um, then he was out the Chelsea team, wasn't he? Or he was in the team and not performing. Because mm. I think they played United away. They got tonked 4-0 on the first game of the season. Could have been but very different, though, that game. They were unlucky. Abraham at the post. Yeah. It was a classic Fergie United. It was a proper... Abraham, if I remember rightly, proper smashed it, didn't he? And it, like, yeah. cannoned out off the post. Could have went anywhere. So... He was a bit hit and miss at the beginning, but then he started finding his feet. Old Christian, and there was the was it the Burnley game away? He came to life. I think he scored two or three in that game. Old Christian, by the way, what is he? Nineteen. <laughs> but it was like he was like, now I've arrived. I've arrived here now, lads. Yeah. And before him, you would just say the best yank was in the Premier League, like Landon Clint Dempsey. Donovan. Yeah, De Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> Landon Donovan. <laughs> All right, he only spent about two months collecting. What about Brad Friedel? Our goalkeepers don't count. Well, what was... Ah, uh, slabheads ripped his shirt. That's... <laughs> Look at looking at his chest. What, chest, lad? Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, you. Is that Jonesy? That is a bad-looking pair of centre-halves, that. You look like Phil Jones. Ah, oh, fuck off. Fucking cocksucker. Slabhead and Phil Jones, that's terrible to look at. That probably is the ugliest pairing, isn't it? You're not going to get much uglier than that. Really not, are you? It's like Crab mm. and Goyle have grown up into them two. Um, but no, I'd say probably, probably Clint. <laughs> it's really funny that. Probably Clint Dempsey in it. Um, yeah, that was my mistake with the Yank. I, I, yeah. The thing is, Donovan was sick, but he was only at Everton for one month at a time, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. They loaned him in, didn't they? Um, he was going on the right though, in. He was quick. He was quick. Anyway, Pulisic, yeah, like he's still got a lot of time, hasn't he? Like, mm. He's been a good signing. Again, not with that. Signing. I'd give him a 6 out of 10 so far. I'd probably give him a 7, but, seven, um, yeah, for, you know, a kid coming... He's coming from Dortmund, let's not forget, so he hasn't come in from nowhere. And Dortmund have got that knack, haven't they, of signing players like Pulisic and Sancho, <clears> like the young kids that, like, have gone under the radar, so to speak. But, you know, Chelsea made two signings in January, like, last year. They bought that Kovacic here on loan, didn't they? Or was that this? Was that in oh, the, the summer? summer yeah. yeah, and he signed um, Pulisic. They had a transfer ban and still managed to sign two players. The fucking loop. And even Kovacic this season signed on a permanent, didn't he? Yeah. But because they had them on loan first, they, they were allowed to. It's a it's a bit of a farce. Yeah. And now they're in for uh, Cavani, aren't he? But he's meant to be on the way to Atletico. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is such an Atletico sign. They're great at losing strikers, but then just replacing them all. The yeah, it's like, like it's like Diego Forlan and like uh, all them sort of older players. They tend to get don't they in the twilight of the career, and well, they get like three seasons out of them at banging yeah. goals. And he they done it with Torres, didn't they? They bought him back. Going to say off the top of my head, they sold Torres to us like over ten years ago. Then they had Aguero who come in. He come through, didn't he? I think come through the academy. No, they signed him from is it Independiente? But Did he? You'd have to fact check me on that, lads. But um, and girls. So they had they had Torres, then Aguero, then I think they had Fallen. And then after Fallen, was it Falcao? Yeah. And then after Falcao, it's like players like Griezmann. 
Kevin Gamero. So they do well. They're like a conveyor belt of knowing who to sign uh, to get them the goals. They're a well-run club, aren't they? Um, we'll have to do a preview on the Champions League game before mm. we play them. Yeah, definitely. So Pulisic, yeah. I agree with you. I'd give him a 7 out of 10. I, yeah. I'd have him at Liverpool, to be honest. Well, we were always linked with him, weren't we? After, after that was just because of Dortmund, obviously. But yeah, yeah. No, he, he's definitely a he's definitely a baller. You can see that in him. Um, so he's number 8. So if we move on to number 7, we've got uh, Lucas Moura from Spurs. Uh, and that was a £25 million signing in 2018. Directly PSG was that from? Yeah, yeah. and you, you've got to think, £25 million for a player of his ability is not a lot of money at all. And he, he's one of these players, he, he's got bags and bags and bags of ability. Mourinho said to him when he signed for Tottenham, uh, why didn't you come to me for whoever it was? He, he tried to sign him uh, at a previous club. Mm. And you can tell that he, he's a player and when Kane's been out at times. I think last season, Kane was injured and it was the Champions League final. Was Kane injured in the Champions League final? No, he made his return. Yeah, but in the build-up, he was injured. Yeah, yeah, he was. And everyone was going on about Kane, you know, uh, being out. And I said, and I think you agreed, I'd rather Kane played because they'd been playing Son and Mora as a front two. Yeah. And they were devastating. They were devastating to watch and the pace they had. Because whenever Van Dijk plays against anyone, but in particular, like big strikers like Kane and Lukaku and that, he just has them in his ass pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, last season without Kane, the tactics, Poch, Poch changed the tactics, didn't he? Mm. But they were a lot more dangerous without Kane. Well, when he's got the ball, he slows the play down for them. He drops back a lot and... The thing you get with Mora and Son is just pure directness. Like I energy. Almiron before, he's that same similar player, isn't he? Yeah, not but they've good. got a lot more end product, yeah, haven't they? As them in particular, too, but, Son. But Kane isn't that. Like already, Kane's doing that thing we said about Rooney on on one of the previous episodes. Like Kane, no one's ever been as raw as Rooney. No. Um, but. He's gone from a potent goal scorer, still gets the goals, but now he wants to get involved in the play more. Daniel Sturridge was doing it at us. I don't know if it's because his legs went, but he started dropping really deep and he's like, yeah. he should be in the box, mate, the little fox in the box. Um, Lucas Mora, though. Yeah, what a signing. I think the January transfers go one of two ways, don't they? Like, you either pay over the odds for someone or you get someone in shrewd. And Mora reminds me of Katina. Well, I was going to say... That year we got Coutinho and Sturridge for twenty million. Brilliant deals then. They're probably two of our best signings period. ever. Yeah. yeah. For the um the, the impact. And the money we made on you know, you're never gonna lose money on either of them, that yeah. price, but the money we made on Coutinho, which led to Van Dyke and Allison signing, was a uh, very shrewd business. But when PSG signed Mora from Sao Paulo, this is about four or five years ago, I was watching Valencia v PSG in the quarterfinals at the Mestalla in Champions League on um in Champions League <laughs> get to Burnley but, um, Fred oh Fred's fire, fucking blashing him in from everywhere so tame. yeah like they're just terrible very accurate and slow <laughs> but Morag had the ball from the right back position in the Mestalla and it was in about seven or eight seconds he a big direct run just got to the other end of the pitch and it's that he adds this ability which um, it's few and far between you know Eden Hazard's got it not dribbling 
specifically, but it's like the ability to turn defence into attack at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Lucas Mora has that ability. He could pick the ball up from deep and then just drive at you. And if he doesn't get touch with the ball, you know, your defence is... Um, you know, you've, you've got to be aware. Like, Again, I'd, I'd, have him, I'd have him in the Liverpool squad all day. In the squad, yeah. But I just remember watching him for... Um, PSG and that and thinking fucking hell this this kid's good he's he's got a he's got ability here like. yeah yeah definitely um and it's probably harsh that he's number seven on the list but as we move up we've got reasons why haven't but we to be honest I don't think he's fulfilled his potential which is what a lot of Brazilians do or they don't do rather yeah full of ability but it's the application isn't it yeah yeah and whether he's played for the right coach or not because he didn't get the very best pochettino did he and i know they got to the champions league last final last year but you know they were they weren't the, the, the great spares of pochettino's era for was, me uh, you always have a team don't you that stumbles through yeah they reminded one of the reasons i didn't want to play them was they reminded me of us in 05 you know, it just seemed like all the luck was going with them and, yeah. you know, they were overcoming every obstacle and you just don't like to lose to an English team in the Champions League, do you? I was never really worried. That no, as soon as the pen went in, it was done, wasn't it? But, yeah. So we've got Mora at seven. So if, we, if we're moving on to number six, it's um, Luka Mijavojevic from Crystal Palace. Yeah. 13 million, he signed for. In... 2017 yeah quality signing um to be honest i can't say i've i've studied this guy but am i correct in thinking that the other solid center mid in jedanach a penalty taker and this mojovic has just gone in like for like and he's just done the job and a bit more than what jedanach's done yeah, pretty much. I mean, Jedernach was that player. looked like a bloody Spartan, wasn't he? Or like Shabal or somebody from France yeah. back in the day. But Mijovojevic is signed for 13 million quid. He's the club captain, Burnley, playing out from the back. Um, was that much? 13 million. Oh, 30, I thought he said. No, 13. I'm going to say, what? How sarcastic can you get? Shrewd Palace. Uh, Shrewd Palace, yeah. Why doing it again? Um, better than Poulsen, but... He takes the penalties. He's always a good pick for fantasy footy because he always gets the penalties and he probably gets about eight goals a season through would, pens. Would you take advice from him? He's rock bottom. <laughs> I've stopped playing, but <laughs> people that do well at it um, always have me avoid it. I think he's about six mil or something, 5.5 mil. But he is definitely a, a shrewd sign and he's very combative midfielder, a bit of a rat. I think he's Serbian, um, but he, put, he puts himself about the park and... I think he's he's definitely a, a fan favourite at Palace, so he's higher on the list than maybe the likes of Pulisic and Mora, because he's been doing it longer as well. Well, it's the pound for pound worth to a club, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's way more integral to Palace than Pulisic is for Chelsea. And equally Mora for Tottenham, yeah. So you've got to think of them things as well. So, yeah, I do, I do think um, definitely he has to be on the list, and he's in, he's in there at... Number six. So, do you want to do number five? Yeah, number five. We've ranked Juan Mata. Um, to be honest, he's a, a top quality technician. Some of our regular listeners will know the admiration we have for a technician in the midfield. He is uh, one of our favourite players, isn't he? You know, yeah. Like not not now, but when he was at Chelsea, Valencia, 
Something about Valencia and producing great technically gifted left footer players. Spaniards. Yeah, David Silva, um, Juan Mata. Do you ever remember the winger Vicente as well? Yeah, yeah. They had, at the same time, they had Vicente. Vicente, they had Joaquin on the other wing. And I remember, like, when we were young, we were like, we're linked with that Joa Quinn. Oh, yeah. And we could never say his name when we were like 14, 15. Yeah. Joa Quinn Phoenix and all that. But. Yeah, they had, well, at the time, I'm sure they had. You'll have to fact check me on this, but this might have been their midfield. Um, Hugo Almeida, the Argentinian, Vicente on the left, Joaquin on the right, and Aymar um, in the middle. Like, that's a solid midfield. And it, uh, in the midst of that, the Admiral uh, Morientes. Yeah, well, David Villa was there, wasn't he? Dave was there as well. Aymar might have been just the generation prior. I'm sure he was still well, there. You're probably right. But I it was it was a solid team, wasn't it? Yeah, Imar tearing us apart. But um oh. Juan Matis just missed the sitter there. But he actually cost though 37, 37 million. million and keep keep your point there. In twenty fourteen that was still a chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in January. And I know he came from Chelsea and that. But what do you think about, about how he's been at United? Well, he's been one of the better post-Fergie signings, without a doubt. Was he a David Moyes signing? Yeah, yeah. Um, Moyes' third signing, because... Fellaini was probably number one. Well, I think this is only because I'm... I know, well, this is only because I've got a good memory. It, it was this right-back called Varela, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And then it was uh, Fellaini. And I want to say Moyes signed Alexander Butner, but I might be wrong. That might have been Fergie. Your butter's bruv. But, um... Yeah, he signed Matter in January for 37 mil, directly from Chelsea. Um, he just won the Champions League with Chelsea six months before. I thought he was their best player too. Yeah, well, in that Napoli game, when he scored the away goal in it, he lost 4-1 and Matter um, rescued the goal for them. And Yeah, games like Barca away, when, when they drew 2-2 and all that, he was pivotal for them. But... A bit like Alexis Sanchez and a lot of other players United have poached from rivals since Fergie left. They've not hit the heights, have they, that they did at the previous club? No. Like, Alexis Sanchez was arguably, I, I don't know, the best player in the league, or at least top three. He was one of the top players in Europe at the yeah. time. And when we were discussing that uh, the other day, watching Man United, at that time I thought, shit, Man United are back. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. When they made, made them signings. Yeah. But like Voldemort, yeah, he's yeah, back. Yeah, great, great player, matter. Um, low center of gravity, plays with his head always up as well. You'll notice, like, he's always looking what 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 a passing line he can exploit, what through ball can come off, and you can't beat a good left footer. He's not been as good as um, you know, a lot of other players in that position since he signed for United, and I just think it's because he is a victim of the tactics at United. Yeah, I think he's been undervalued at United. Yeah, 100%. Um, if he was at Arsenal, for instance, under Wenger, yeah. you're getting a different one matter, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. If yeah, I definitely. was if I was um, Arsenal, I would have stipulated one matter in the Sanchez deal. Or at least said we want first dibs. Oh, back... Is that for when they had Sanchez, are you saying? or When Arsenal sent Sanchez to United... I, I would have know. said to yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I would have said if I was Arsenal, we want matter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Cazola was on the outs, weren't he? Well, they got Mkhitaryan, didn't he? Yeah, but Mkhitaryan was shit. I know. Good at Dortmund, like. Yeah. Good for Armenia. 
But then again, you'd even be good for Armenia. I probably would. So yeah, he was fifth, did you say? He was number five, yeah. He's another one, by the way. At the time, I would have um, bitten Chelsea's hand off to sign him for Liverpool back yeah. in 2013. 100%. And even if you said to me now, would you take Juan Mata for 15 million? You know, for two seasons, he's happy to play 10 games a season. I'd rather have him in the team than Adam Lallana. Oh, yeah. Do you know I what would. I mean? Like, I'd rather have somebody yeah. who's technical than... We'll talk about Lallana another time, but he's the first player off the bench now, and he's he's fucking crap. He's just a, a he's uh, he's just a headless chicken, isn't he? I know he puts the effort in and all the rest of it, but the academy lads can put the effort in, and, and some of them have got a lot more talent and we've always desire. Um, we're going off on a tangent here again, um, but we, we do that triggered. Yeah. But like Lallana, there comes off the bench, and all these fans, like you say. He works hard and all that. You could literally get a kid from the academy who works as hard as yeah. him. And all right, he might not have the stamina he has, but end of the day, we signed an attacker mid for 25 mil at the time to make the difference in key moments, and he just never does that. He's no. had spells, but that's about it. He's had spells a year and there in the odd season, but not good enough, mate. I always knew like he would never really Live up. cut the mustard, hit the heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would I rather have Matter over Lalana. They're both the same position, aren't they? So number four is Adam Lalana. <laughs> no, it's not really. <laughs> number four is um, Wilfred and Didi for Leicester. Now the the top four, you know, after after Wilfred, who's who's a high level player and has proven that now, especially with the interest he's getting from a uh, big clubs than Leicester, uh, they're all elite players after that level. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, the Leicester lads signed for 17 million quid. Um, That's quite um, a steal, isn't it? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he the direct replacement for Kante? Probably, yeah. Um, who you can't really directly replace, but indeed he's a big physical guy. And, you know, you know you're know, you in a game whenever you, you watch him play. You know the midfielder in for a battle uh, with him in the team. Oh, ball. Got to be a goal. Great defending from Burnley. Uh, Tony Martial was in on goal and there's been a big, big tackle made from Taylor. He's overrated Martial, you know. I think technically he's he's unbelievable, but it's getting it out of him. I think if he played for someone like Klopp or Pep, you'd have a, you'd have an absolute world-class talent on your hands there. That's a given though, like what you're saying there, isn't it? Yeah, but like is in terms of his ability though, his technique, how he yeah, shoots, yeah. how he runs with the ball. Well he's got everything he needs. Them players are a dime a dozen, they have all the attributes and like look at Ryan Babble, you know, for us. He's the yeah. same as Martial. Both play on the right, both dead pacey, both runner at, at the defence, you know, with very direct, but what do they do at the end of the day? Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. They just frustrate me so much. And by the way, they paid fifty-seven million for Martial. Yeah, when he signed, he was um he was winning them games like under Van Gaal. Would you remember when he and signed? His, his finishing looked on point. It was like, wow. It was on yeah. point. But you remember Martin Tyler when he signed and he scored that goal against us? Oh, he couldn't have had a bigger fucking hard on for Man United that day, could he? No. Like he got past Skirtle, I think it was, and it was just fucking disgusting. Goal of the day was Ben Techies anyway. Yeah, that just got totally overshadowed, didn't it? Um, so yeah, we've gone for Indeedy at number four. And, you know, I think he's vital in this Leicester team who are doing really good things and 
Brendan Rodgers, you know, he knows players. He's a good coach and, you know, he's he's brought him on again. And he allows players like uh, Madison and Barnes. Madders. Madders and Barnsley and... Um, Damari Gray to do a lot a lot of attack and work and he does a lot of the, the dirty work for them. But what I think we should do is recap uh the the top ten so far yeah. before we do the top three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But before we do the top three after the recap, we'll do a few honourable mentions. Yes, Sam. And did he's one of them as well, isn't he? Like we said the other week about centre defensive mids. Yeah. Juxtapose in terms of the build. You either get them like Conte Verratti. Um, Jay Spearing. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the in the in the mold of Catamole. You either get them that physique or they are like Patrick Vieira, yeah, Mohamed Sissoko, like Wilfred and Didi, Fabinho, yeah, Fabinho. very leggy and yeah. uh, limmy, and and Didi obviously fits the latter. You know? Yeah, he did Jay Spearing mold. Um, so yeah, Wilf gets in. So if we go through, we've got a ten tossing. At nine, Al- Almirin. All right. At eight, Pulisic. Good. Seven, Mora. Good. Six, Milivojevic. Good. Uh, five, Mata. Uh, yeah, okay to good. Four, Ndidi. Yeah, good. Uh, and we'll do the top three in a sec because we have got some honourable mentions. Uh, on the list that we've actually got was Emiliano Sala for Cardiff, who they signed for 16 million. Obviously... Yeah. We didn't get to see him play in the league. Obviously, there was the, the uh, playing crash, which is quite tragic. But that story, yeah. We thought that he deserved a, an honourable mention because he, he might have been a you know a top class player. Yeah. And in yeah. particular for Cardiff, yeah. You know, record transfer sign, and obviously they're not in the league anymore. But you know, he might have been a player that could could have kept him in the division. So we we thought we'd give him an honourable mention. Um, arguably, you know, the best signing ever. You can take that one away. Yeah, we think the best January transfer signing ever is Suarez, no doubt about it. No doubt about 21 it. 21 million. Um, number seven legend playing for a former number seven legend in Dalglish. He just hit the ground running. And even though he wasn't prolific in his first season... He did things though, didn't he? Yeah, Mate, Do you remember that goal against wizard, Sunderland? Wizard with the ball, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he shot on like that obtuse angle, yeah, yeah. And he hit it outwards and it bent in. Past Minulay, yeah. That's when that I should did. have been a sign, yeah. Fucking hell. Thoughts get him sign Minulay. <laughs> but he, he, another thing with him is he went totally under the radar because of the Andy Carroll sign and and the, the Torres debacle. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, was it supposed to be Suarez? We were just signing and we were going to keep Torres. Yeah, when Suarez signed, Torres was still at the club. Oh, Can you imagine better. that? That would have been better than Andy Carroll. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Only just. Don't get me wrong, no. I loved Andy Carroll. Like, on his day, He's I've cool, always said he? it. He was like a Didier Drogba. Yeah, he was. Like, unstoppable. You've said it before, but he was a cult player. Like, yeah. One of them players were obviously the shits of the neutrals, but the he, fans got behind him. Well, he gives you big moments, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Like the FA uh, Cup semi final yeah. against the shite. Um, if he would have like started that. the FA Cup final against Chelsea, I believe we would have won a double that season. Yeah, I suppose that's all qualifies for a cult player, though, doesn't it? Memories well, it's like Div, Div Ocarigi, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's very yeah. much the same now. Like, he knows what he is, and he's never going to be a starter. And Shaqiri can be like that. I know there's rumour. Oh, Burnley oh, 1-0. Right. Great Chris goal, Wood. Woodsy. Wait there for VAR. Looks like it's good. Woodsy's got a shiner. <laughs> That's United off the title race. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's good. It's it's it stands. Woods he one nil. United are shit. Yeah, you read it in your face. He must be at Old Trafford though. Their fans just sitting there like this is shit. Hang on, let's just double check Varia. Well on, sir. Great finish. Harry Maguire with his top quality marking again. Like yeah. he, he's shite, Maguire. Like he swivels Wood there, gets goal side. He's wood. fucking shite, lad. Wood still somehow gets goal side within two seconds. He of is shit, Harry Maguire, you know. That's poor, that. It's piss poor. Matic, Matic doesn't win the other. No, he like gets beat by Ben Mian here. Great win from me. Good it's like finish. a two-touch finish, yeah, that, yeah. isn't it? It's his shin and it's his foot, Woodsy. Like Sorrow with that little fox in the box. <laughs> <laughs> chicken coop Marlin. Um so yeah that that that's that. Well obviously Andy Carroll yeah he he was honourable mention. Suarez has to be the best. Yeah, and I'll give some credit to the Manx because they signed Vidic and Everett, I think, in January. And they're like club legends effectively, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they are. They were good players. Yeah. I think Vidic was only seven million as well. Speaking of um of Everett, did you hear uh, what's recently happened with um the club and him? Um, he got a letter from um, our chief of, chief exec. What's his name? Mo- Edwards. More, more. Michael Moore. No, Peter Moore or whatever his oh, name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had a letter of apology regarding how Liverpool handled the race debacle at the time. Oh yeah. Uh, with Suarez and Patrice said on um, after the Liverpool game the other day. Obviously, there was a lot of hype around Keane and Carragher having it out, but Patrice said it shows the level of class around Liverpool Football Club, and he said. You know, Liverpool are an arch enemy, but, you know, it's a, a club which is run with class right through the course. I um, thought that was worth a mention. But, yeah, you know, again, going back to Coutinho, Sturridge, wow. You know, what a pair. Oh, yeah, notable sign. I remember yeah. Gerard said if we would have had them at the start of the season, he genuinely believes we would have been in top four. And that season, arguably, when we signed Coutinho, some people might disagree with this, but that might have been the best Coutinho I've ever seen. Well, he had that little afro, hair, yeah. yeah, and he yeah. was playing deep, and he was putting these outside balls through for Sturridge, and at the time Sturridge yeah. still had his legs outside of the foot, and um, it was very much like we said about Mata before. It was like he playing with your head up constantly, yeah, like just the um, spatial awareness of men around you, and uh, <laughs> you've got that, that spatial awareness of men around you, haven't you, lad? <laughs> you and Pleasant Kev having a lovely weekend. <laughs> Shout out to Pleasant Kev. But uh, I'm always after a good time. But anyway, yeah. Like he had that spatial awareness where he was just able to stride and beat men and see, see. He wasn't really going into full gear with his pace either. There was a game at Wigan which stands out where Stuart down and broke the deadlock. <laughs> Catania was just running it, lad. Yeah. And then Suarez just linking up and then down and was even taking the piss. Obviously it was Wigan away, so they weren't gonna do anything. But, yeah, he just tore the arse out of Mario Melchiot. <laughs> Mario <laughs> Melchiot. He was absolutely ruined, Melchiot. Yeah, like. fucking class. Um, well, yeah, top, top three then, yeah, as I say. The, for the first one we've got was pretty obvious, but the second and third were, were a, a close run uh, race. Yeah. But And obviously it's not on quality, it's top three on price. You know, these are the most expensive for each club now. Yeah, but also at the same in time, at, in, in January, but at the same time it might be quality for some of them. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, ones that have 
they all fit the variables we've stated to you as previous. So, yeah. so in third place, uh, we've got Emerich Laporte first city, yeah. 57 million quid. And if you watched him... Um, From the Basque region. If you watched... It was that Athletic Club, wasn't it? Bilbao. Yeah, Bilbao, yeah. So if you watched the Amazon special around uh, Man City with Pep, you know, guys, you have to be brave, guys. Shut up, Pep, you sweat to wear and prick. I was so inspired. I bet you was. It was fucking cringeworthy at times. Um, but they were going on like the owner of City, like, yeah, we really want to sign Van Dyke. You know, we, we think he just complete the picture. And he didn't sign Van Dyke. Um, he signed for another notable club, which we won't go into, but... Hey, Merrick Laporte was. Where he ranks on the list. <laughs> hey, Laporte was uh, second in command, really, for them. And he is a quality player. And I know this season, City are all like, uh, oh, Laporte's injured. That's why we're doing shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of clubs have found City out and they've only got that one way to win. They have missed him and he has been a top quality signing. And he, he he's a batch of French young players that started to come through, isn't it? There's a few like. Clement Longley and uh, Pavard and no no he's a he's a centre oh, back yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and as Umtiti yeah. we all like Umtiti's but um he you know he's one of them there's a batch of French kids coming through and, and he's right up there he is a top top quality player left footed isn't he yeah he is so I don't know who's the French centre back pair and Umtiti and Varane. Well, there's Varane, Longley, uh, Pavard, who they were playing on the left-back right or right-back position, weren't yeah. they? They've got Mendy and all, haven't they? Um, I don't like Mendy. No, I know. You think he's a Sissoko, don't you? Well, his body language is just so emulative of Ali Sissoko. Yeah, not Mo like, or Musa. Honestly, watch him and tell me it's not Ali Sissoko reincarnated. So initially, we did have him down as being number two, but we changed our minds, didn't we, yeah, for yeah. the number two? Mm-hmm. Aubameyang, yeah, um, sixty million pound signing, fifty six mil. Yeah, fifty six. It's the, you know, that's a good deal, isn't it, on paper? Well, he was a top, for top level, world level striker, wasn't he, when he signed him? Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, we spoke about Arsenal in the past a few times, saying they've done everything he needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done everything he that he needed to do. Yeah. Problem on the field, signed. They've they put round pegs in round holes they've done exactly that and it just hasn't worked out god knows why but um he's an exception to it he is banging the goals in um great record since he signed so have you got his record there i'll get it up i'm sure people don't need to like proof because they know he scores like what one in two one in three probably more but the only thing i will say about obama young is when he was at dortmund i'm sure he was a bit quicker in terms of running in behind it doesn't seem like he's got Pace to his well, numbers. Oh, we played in the Joan Gamper trophy, whatever that is. Oh, I but played in that when he I was got, 14. He got one in one. Um so in 2018 in the Europa League he got eight and twelve. Good. In the Premier League in 2017, 2018, he got ten and thirteen. Sick that. He got twenty-two and thirty-six in eighteen nineteen. He was joint top goal scorer, wasn't he, with Salah and Mane? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so and he's already got 14 goals and 22 appearances this season. So he's been a top signing, hasn't he? But as I was saying, and I know people will be like, what, you don't think Aubameyang's got pace? Not that. It's just when he was at Dortmund... It was a different pace. I'm sure, like, there's goals, there's footage of him where he's... At. Maybe the Bundesliga's a bit slower, probably is, but he's actually got the ball, he's picking it up, and then he's breezing past someone. 
he might still do that now, but none of his goals are really goals in the sense that he's taking the game by the scruff of the neck, using his pace and then putting one. He's just in. more like a poacher now, isn't he? Yeah, it's it, they're all poaching, tapping goals, and honestly, watch Aubameyang from this point on, and you'll notice that a lot of his goals are just fox in the box types, which is great. That's exactly what you want from a striker. But I just thought when they signed him, he would be a bit more direct in terms of running in behind, terrifying the defence, and then, you know, converting the finish. I'm trying to think of a comparison, like there's loads, but for some reason my mind's gone blank. Think of a striker like that, not like Etu, but, you know, someone who's just direct, like, I don't know, Benzema at Leon or someone like that. Oh, yeah, I know, yes, I know yeah. you're trying to get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he'd be more like that, where, as we've just said, a lot of his goals are fox-in-the-box types. and I think if he was playing for a team with a solid defence, obviously... More licence. Yeah, they'd be to... picking up a lot more wins and he'd be playing more on the shoulder than half-time, 1-0 Burnley. Oli Gunnar, Solskjaer, the Gollum-looking fucks uh, walking off in despair. Sean Dyches looks like he's warming up his vocal cords. Um, get that piece of glass off. Get that glass finally. ready. Get it ready. So yeah, we've gone for Arbor at number two, and you can't argue with that. And arguably, in recent times, he would potentially be the best signing in January. But like we alluded to when we were at number three, there's only going to be one winner. Well, I suppose if you were to review Klopp signings in his managerial career, Aubameyang probably makes us top ten. Maybe even top five. Yeah, yeah. Like who knows? That's just yeah. a, a wild um, little points out there but yeah but the top one it's got to be uh, Virgil van Dijk signed for the Reds and he's our number four <laughs> watch him defend that little out of rhythm clip and we watch him score that's not a sound by guys that's Steve's actual singing voice but he signed for the mighty Redmen in uh, 2018 for 75 million at, at the time eyes were raised but within a month, I would have I'd said I would have paid double already. If um, one month, if if I uh, went to his debut against the shite, little when he scored, yeah, eighty sixth minute. I just don't think there's a we had a we had a poll on our uh, Instagram account and it was is Van Dyke the best player, uh, the best defender in world football. And we had quite a good response in it, to be honest. But um, Who's disagreeing with that? There was actually I think there was like fifty six percent of people said yeah. And there was loads that said no. Must have been like staunch Yeri Mina and Harry Maguire fans. So we um, we put it back out there and said, who is the best defender in the world? Then if it's not Virgil van Dijk. And I know we just named a couple of good young French lads there. But like, what was Roy Keane's um, comments on him? Beast of a player, beast of a man, something yeah, like that. that just... was it. He's a beast of a man, beast of a player. And it was apt. It was Roy Keane narrating it on a slow motion highlight of Van Dyke's goal against United the other day and who was on him, Brandon Williams and Maguire maybe, and he's just over towering. Yeah. Towering over the both of them. Obviously he's gonna do that to Brandon Williams. But to do it to Maguire as well, who by the way, I think he's had a shit season as we said last week. He's um the most expensive centre back in history. So it was also like another little one nil for us in there. Yeah. Beating Maguire to it or Maguire might have lost him in um, in marketing but you get the well, he's he's had the most like the most touches, the most passes ever in the league because it all starts from him. He's got this technique how he passes the ball just effortlessly with like a, it's he's just yeah. an awesome, awesome defender. Just on United, quick though, try and keep this one under under the hour. 
I do think Juan Basaka should be playing centre back because he's unbelievable at defending and he's mediocre at going forward. I think if you had him playing next to Maguire, you might have a bit more of a balance because Dave Sam Maguire to replicate what Van Dyke's done, haven't he? And yeah. Like Rogers said, we've got cover. We don't mind if he goes. And then he bought in the Turkish slabhead, Sionku. Mm-hmm. They should probably try and sign Pereira from Leicester then might uh, move Juan Bissaka over to centre-back. You're talking about a good back five. Then with an on-form Luke Shaw You've or this that. Brandon Williams. Or, I don't know, do you adapt it to where you get a better player who's further up than him? to accommodate yeah uh, maybe maybe you don't sign, maybe you don't move Wambasaka to centre back but you sign a right mid who's better at defending yeah and helping him out potentially um, so just to recap I them know, I don't know before whatever before we sign off yeah 10 is Tosin 9 Almiron 8 Pulisic 7 Mora 6 Milivojevic 5 Mata 4 Ndidi top 3 is Laporte Aubameyang and Virgil yeah so I think We've nailed it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say Van Dyke's one of the best long ball passes as well in terms of accuracy. They just always seem to go on the toe. Obviously, as a centre-back, you get more time on the ball. You're not under pressure to like um, pick one out fast. So he's always got his head up. He's able to do it. But even if he did, he was under pressure, he'd still pick someone out. Yeah. For like 40-plus yards. Yeah. What we got there in the end, it took longer to set up the Wi-Fi. I know, pissed me. The next episode is going to be uh, a special on Mo Salah. Uh, Running down the queen. <laughs> we've had a few comments Salah. on Salah in, in probably every episode we've done so far. Egyptian and we <laughs> back up singer there. This is going to um, put to bed our comments really and see what you guys think about it. So keep an eye out for that one and uh, we'll see you shortly. Night lads. Ta-da. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be.